Maybe it's an obligatory trip to visit your family or meeting up with some old friends. You see them and suddenly you're awash with emotions and acting like your old self. Hmm. We can call this Vegas brain. Whatever we do with them, we think, well, at the time, it will stay isolated at these little get-togethers. But we all know deep down, biology keeps the score. <laughs> so how can you stay true to the new you? Hmm? Well, listen to the good doctor as he shares the key to converting old habits into new victories. Roll the intro! everybody good day and welcome to today's episode of <sighs> coffee with cashy and i am your host dr trevor cashy and today i have a very lovely cold brew in a cold glass hmm had to go extra fancy today i don't know i just felt fancy and i'm okay with that <laughs> i used to do it a lot actually before I moved here. And actually, that's kind of what we're gonna to discuss today. Um, stuff and places and people that we knew before. This is, back here, uh, Dr. Cashy's notes. <laughs> this is Dr. Cashy's fix for old habits with people that know the old you. Very fun topic, very fun topic. People from your past, including People you currently spend time with, but maybe know you from the past, compel you or give you the urge to purposefully or subconsciously turn you into your past self. Hmm? Yes. Many timelines. Many times this past self has feelings and thought patterns and actions that are, shall we say, dysregulated, at least in comparison to where you want to be now. Remember, all of this is about bridging the gap between what you want, right, your intentions, and what to do to get there, the interventions, the stuff. Now, on a practical level, um, there is probably a disconnect between, <laughs> between when you compare some of the stuff you did in your past to where you want to go now. I'm willing to bet that. And when you compare those things, they're probably off a little bit, or you can find instances where they are, I'm sure. This topic here is mostly for when you spend time with people outside of your house and work, and when that happens, you change or you feel like you change into a different, possibly previous version of yourself. The point is that there is a group of people that when you see them, you revert some way, somehow. A version of yourself that you revert to that probably creates friction between where you are now and where you want to be. For a little bit of background, uh, most people I talk with can identify people or places in the past, people in the past are people they know currently, but again, they have a past with them, turning them into a past version of their self. This is, or, you know, have past behaviors and thought patterns. This is 100% normal, 100% normal. And my clients, I see it most commonly when they see, when they see family, like going home, for instance, or having people come to visit, or they see longtime friends, but, in a big but, uh, keep in mind, what was normal behavior for you then may have contributed to where you are now. If you want to change that position you're in now, then what was normal thought patterns and behaviors before 
might be maintaining the very position you want to change, even if it's on accident, unwittingly, as the pocket protector folk may say. Now, the root cause of your current thought patterns and behaviors and outcomes, the root causes are typically long gone. I'll probably talk about the, the root cause uh, fallacy some other time. Uh, suffice it to say that the maintenance factors are what are important. It's the, the, what you think and what you do that are maintaining and perpetuating themselves. And that's part of what's keeping you down. So something may have happened that caused dysregulated thought patterns and actions. And then that thing that happened is now long gone, but now you still think and do things as a result of that original happen stance, original happening, original circumstance is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so think about when you're exposed to people and places you have a past with. <laughs> Depending on your situation, you carry yourself different, you talk different, you act different, you eat different, you drink different, you think different, all sorts of other stuff is different. And any or all of those difference of the past could very well be screwing you in the present. And if you're listening now, then you could probably identify situations where that is the case. <laughs> hmm. Common instances, you see a bunch of friends, you know, from university or high school or childhood, even spending time with family, going home, short trips, weekends, game nights, fight night, pottery night, anything night, anything goes. <laughs> Maybe you still see these people with regularity, but I see this most commonly happening with people you see at a different frequency than the people you see at home or at work. Maybe it's a weekend here or there or once a week or twice a month, whatever. There's still a little bit of dysregulation in terms of how often you see them. That is, that is one common thing that I've noticed too. This interaction therefore can be nostalgic uh, where you're getting a taste for, sometimes literally, <laughs> you're getting a taste for some positive memories you had before. And the decisions you make, you make them to maybe possibly remember how you felt then during those times with those people. And acting in accordance with those thoughts and feelings could very well be sabotaging you now. You know, if you had a group of people that you all used to go to this restaurant or this bar with during this time, and then you, you gather up with all those people and you go to that place, well, then maybe acting the way you did then, acting that way now might be, might be hurting you, might be causing some friction between where you are now and where you want to be. The interaction you have with them can spark you to become rebellious. This is also common with people that go home or see other family members uh, where, where you're with a person or a group of people that maybe earlier on in your past may have been very controlling and opinionated and critical of your decisions and lording over how you think and act and how you look and what you eat. And so then when you were around them, you did just the opposite because that's the only thing that makes sense when you're rebelling. <laughs> and under that circumstances, if you were helicoptered over and forced to do a bunch of things that you hated, and then when, you're, when you surround yourself with those people again, you want to go back to doing those things. Well, if you have parents that were freaking weird about vegetables and they forced you to eat vegetables until you hate yourself and you went, fine, I'm going to go to my room and drink a milkshake. Well, that might get a compulsion to do that. <laughs> and is that a smart idea for you right now at that time? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Only you know for sure, right? So sometimes you want to relive some positive experiences and sometimes you want to avoid some of the negative experiences you have. And the result of those things can cause some friction, <laughs> can, can lead to some self-sabotage. So for that reason, these situations are tremendously useful learning opportunities for, for you and those you live with because they get to watch you think and behave in action, right? And then their opinions might matter to you. Uh, you get to step back and truly see how you think, feel, and want to behave in a relatively uninhibited state 
right? Because the older you get, the more you learn, the more kind of reserved and repressed you become a little bit to moderate your behavior. And when you're with a bunch of people from your past and that past version of yourself comes out, it's relatively uninhibited compared to how you are now. Insofar as it's probably closer to how you actually feel and you're more comfortable acting that way instead of being constantly restricted how you might feel now. Okay, you and I both know that when you're around that special person or group of people or in that special place, the filter comes off a little bit. And this is good to know because it allows you to see yourself in that way. So again, being with these people or in those places might make you feel a bit rebellious, perhaps a little bit of to, to heck with it and a side of sticking it to the man. Uh, again, maybe because you're seeking a bit of safety from previous uh, experiences and maybe because it's a special occasion. Maybe it's both. Adults just turn back into children and revert when they're with the right people <laughs> or groups of people or in the right places, right? I know I keep mentioning this. That's on purpose because it bears repeating. So the, the I have a bit of a solution worked out for this. At, at this point, even though there is discomfort involved, and yes, this, is, this tension is where growth happens, by the way, you have to respond to some interesting queries. If somebody or a group of somebodies knew you one way, and you know to some degree acting in that way that they know you hurts you now, then what is the benefit of being nostalgic or the benefit of being rebellious versus the benefit of marching you closer to your objective? Because there are benefits to acting that way. Otherwise, like the urge to act that way would, would be gone, right? So you do have an urge to act in this way. What is the benefit to you? There is going to be one. There is. So knowing what that benefit is allows you to compare it to the benefits of acting the other way the way that might get you closer to where you want to be faster. What are the risks of being rebellious and sticking it to the man? <laughs> Even if that man is you, right? Versus the risks of carrying out your plan, saying yes to the expectations you've set for yourself, instead of saying yes to what their expectations are of you or what you think they are of you, even if they're benign, which they are, right? Typically in situations like this. Keep in mind, you're all grown up now. <laughs> Even if overbearing relationships, especially when you were much younger, a child even gives you the urge to rebel. Now, the only adult you're responsible for is you. So pfft. this is good. This is good. Instead of giving that power to them, even if they mean well, retain it and use it to do some good. Close that gap between where you are and where you want to be. Hmm? If I do this, right, if you're thinking about this decision, if I do this, who benefits from it the most? Who benefits most from this decision I'm, I'm about to make? Them, me, everyone, no one? Was this potentially sabotaging decision even meant to, even meant to benefit anyone or anything? If so, how? There are situations where you're reminded of ugly stuff from your past and that you'll want to act out and distract yourself from it. That's, that's very normal behavior. That's how we deal with stuff, right? There are situations where you're reminded of happy stuff from your past, and maybe you want to act it out trying to relive it or get some of those previous memories back. The important thing is that whatever it is, positive or negative, already happened. For that reason, any decision you make now affects you now and later. The way you think about these interactions, to some degree, dictates how you feel. This means that it's your decision to let these interactions, strange and as special as they may feel, affect your decisions and results. That's your decision. You're, you're allowed to figure out how to let it affect you and what decisions you make. I promise. Even if you're in a different place, a place from the past, with different people, 
with people you know from the past. <laughs> the decisions you make now will affect you now and later. That sounds cryptic. Let me try this again. <laughs> Does spending time with these people in those places give you a bit of Vegas brain? It's probably an easy way to describe it, Vegas brain. Giving yourself permission to act opposite of what you really want because maybe you're in a different world in a different timeline, so what happens here stays here? Hmm. Your mind and body keep a very good record of all the decisions you make in the present. <laughs> Even if it's with people and in places you know from the past. The body knows. The body and the mind will know. <laughs> They keep great records, I tell you, okay? So a little bit, a little bit of action steps here to, to round this out a bit. Before you see a person or a group of people or go to a place from your past, take a moment to audit the swirling vortex of memories and feelings. There's gonna be a lot of them, it's a rush if you let it. Maybe you feel them or maybe you're an expert at ignoring or suppressing them. In either case, especially in the latter case, I challenge you to audit it. How do the thoughts, feelings, and actions from then compared to the amount of reasonableness, mindfulness, and level-headedness you need to get to where you want to be now. If you take the time and energy, the comparison will give you a treasure trove of useful information. Holy cow, it is amazing, these comparisons. Were you angry, nihilistic, wanting to see the world burn and had a screw it sort of behavior? Were you spicy and bored, looking for constant stimulation and had a rebellious sort of stir the pot style decision-making matrix? Were you sad, looking to distract yourself from the present and looking to numb how you felt? Did you feel invincible, like you could do whatever you wanted and you had a YOLO decision-making process, like I'm only going to live one time, so whatever? Did you hold yourself up to ridiculous standards, thinking everything should be perfect and when things fell short, it gave you permission to eat or drink or whatever to mark, mark your self-fulfilling failure? <laughs> Maybe you were exceedingly happy. Everything is great. And you moderated your behavior just fine. Granted, I think this is when people look back, they're often confused with poorly moderating their behavior and just being young and ignorant of how their behavior affects themselves and others. But that's besides the point. <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk about that in one second. So we can wrap all of this up. I know that you know two things. I know that you know two things. Thing number one, there is something about yourself you want to change, to improve, to master, and there's a place you want to go, okay? And thing that I know you know, number two, something happened then, and that is long gone. However, sabotaging thoughts, feelings, and actions have perpetuated themselves. A heavily reinforced loop compelling you to act out and or make decisions that trip you up at inconvenient times. <laughs> Inconvenient times, super inconvenient, indubitably. It's indubitable. For that reason, sweating the small stuff now is hugely important. Every little victory matters, especially with these old loops that have a ton of points in them that are heavily reinforced. Every little victory matters. You got to give yourself that victory, especially when you're exposed to a challenge like spending time with special people in special places from your past. And special could be positive or negative, right? Like going home, for instance. It's a big deal and many people struggle with it. So call it how it is. You overcome an obstacle. Put a, put a quarter in the piggy bank, you know? Internalize the legitimate victory of putting those learning points into the feedback loops that strengthen your cognitive consistency muscles. The more you do it, the more you can do it. And the, the less likely you are to do the other stuff. De devise a response as your current self when the itches of your previous self come out to play. If you met that person then, what would you say to them now? 
you know you where you want to be. So when that previous version of yourself creeps up, what do you tell that previous version of yourself? Super useful activity, exercise. Since there's always discomfort, which is the discomfort you would rather have? There's always discomfort, just like there's always a benefit, okay? I like to think in terms of discomfort because choose, like this, this is a little bit more practical in a lot of circumstances. Would you rather have the discomfort of rebelling, reliving, or distracting yourself from the past? Or would you rather have the discomfort of saying yes to yourself now and what that means for your achievement later? Both lead to some level of discomfort and the choice is totally yours. Hmm? So that, that concludes Dr. Cashy's rant, the fix of, of old habits coming out with people that know the old you. Hope you found some value in that. This is something that I, I talk about frequently and experience once in a while myself like we all do. So I thought it was pertinent to discuss it now. I will be back very soon. Y'all have an amazing day. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>